Welcome to the Inclusive Leadership in a Virtual World weekly podcast. My name is Belle Walker of Bellevue Consulting, and I'm here today to ask the three questions we bring to each of our weekly facilitators to capture their unique perspective and approach toward inclusive leadership. Today, we have Barbara Doust, a success strategist and business growth accelerator. Welcome to the podcast, Barbara. Well, thank you, Belle, for having me. It is such a pleasure. You facilitated an amazing session, and I am so excited to dive right in and hear a little more about you and how you, as an inclusive leader, uh, what is unique about your approach? Well, thank you. I would say that what I see as a common problem with training in most companies or industries is that everybody is comparing the successful person to the people who are not as successful and encouraging those people to follow in the footsteps of the person who has achieved and has become successful using certain techniques or principles or roadmaps. And what I don't agree with is that no two people are alike. There are paradigms and programs and patterns and habits and mindset that's truly unique to the individual. And I feel that clumping everybody into a group mindset isn't really serving the highest potential of the individual. And it's not tapping into the individual's, you know, potential. Once the limitations are identified, you know, once the problems that might be in the way or the limitations that might be in the way of achieving more success or even having a higher level of commitment, most people don't even know what's in their own way. And unless somebody is shining that light or unless they find it themselves, they're going to keep producing at the same level that they already are producing. That's beautiful. And and I know we talk about inclusion primarily in the ILBW context, but everything you're talking about seems like it is crucial to making that inclusion valuable, right? It's one thing to include and invite someone in, but if you bring them in and then try to shove them into an existing mold, I'm not sure how inclusive you're, you're truly being. Right, exactly. You know, so that there's individuation, right? There's the individual and what they can bring to the to the plate. But I think in leadership, it's really about, are you listening? Are you deeply listening and seeing the other person? Whereas part of the problem too is that, as I see it, is that leaders have not been trained. And speaking of training, that often comes up then in the context of the virtual piece of ILVW, which brings us to our second question. What is your favorite silver lining of living and working in a virtual universe? Well, the virtual universe has opened up international opportunity. So I work with people in Paris, in Australia, in London, and then I'm in Los Angeles. So I get to work with people in New York and Washington and many other states across the country, Canada. And I bring people together in small groups and then we, you know, proceed as a group, but everybody is from a different, you know, different place. So it's wonderful to be inspired by the diversity. Yeah, that that sounds beautiful. And it is something that we hear fairly regularly, and I never tire of hearing it and appreciating just how 
much that that universe term now applies and has has opened up with the broader acceptance of virtual connection. Yeah. And it's, you know, Zoom. I was just talking to a woman in Oregon and she wasn't able to connect on Zoom, you know, in that virtual landscape. So we we went back to the old way of talking on the phone. And there's something that's advantageous to that, but it's nothing like, you know, really being able to see the cues and to also feel energetically where the person is at or what they might be afraid of or what's in their way that they can't see. It's a lot easier to detect on the virtual landscape. Yeah, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And so that rounds us out to our third question, which I think you might have hinted at a little bit already, but what systemic disruption do we need more of in the world and why? Yeah, I think so. I think I had talked about it in terms of really seeing the individual and the individual's paradigms and not comparing. I work with you know, people in a lot of financial advisors, for example. So I'll go into a company like New York Life or Wells Fargo or Morgan Stanley. And, you know, and a lot of these people have managers and leaders, but what they're doing is using an old model. They're using an old model of this is what you need to do. This is the way it's, you know, to be done and pick up the phone 30 times a day and do it this way because so-and-so did it that way and look at where they are. But more often than not, they're not addressing why the person isn't doing it. Right. That that makes a lot of sense. And it's interesting that we talk about systems and systemic disruption and you bring it right back down to that individual level, right? I think the over-reliance on systems is is almost what I'm hearing in your yeah. thoughts there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because the training, it's called, it's like a standard way of training. But if it's so standard, and why is it that only 5% are succeeding? Right. I think we can all agree that the potential for success certainly extends beyond the 5%. And I love that we have you out there bringing success, uh, accelerating growth, and overall spreading that inclusion and joy around our community and the world. Well, thank you, Belle. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and bringing your insights to ILVW. 